Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Blind Perspective here on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? The show where we talk about our perspective about many topical news items. I am your host, Victor Govea. And remember, if you like what you're about to hear, hit that like button. And definitely check us out on YouTube, our Facebook page, and on Twitter if you want to catch us live. But if you can't catch us live, check us out on podcasts. We are on most, if not, well, yeah, most podcast catchers. And, of course, you can always catch us on, uh, on, um, oh, crap, what is that called? Ah, I forget about it. Anyway, if you want to write to us, send us an email, whoseblindlifeisitanyway at gmail.com, and uh, we'll reply to you in kind. Uh, today's topic is an interesting one that I kind of got prompted by, um, reading an article today. It was a, an article about what they're doing with smartwatches these days. And they're trying to build a blood pressure Well, a a blood pressure sensitivity onto a smartwatch. There are already smartwatches that do that. And it's already on the market. Fitbit sells one. uh, As well as a couple of others in the the smartwatch uh, arena. Having said that, Apple has made claims that it's actively seeking a way to check blood glucose levels with their smartwatches, not to mention a host of other applications for it. I mean, it's no it's no surprise that most Apple watches will track blood per, uh, will track blood oxygen levels. Uh, heart rates, uh, arrhythmia, um, various things like that. And if you know where to place the the uh, smartwatch, you can actually do a full ECG on your watch. Now, that's one thing. There's also the smartphone that goes along with the smartwatch. Now, all told, that's about fifteen hundred bucks, maybe sixteen hundred bucks on the outside to get a smartphone and a smartwatch, in addition to a monthly plan that would that would cost about. Uh, 30 bucks a month times 12. You're looking at about 360 bucks a year. Now, I have no problem with technology and what it's doing for us. I mean, don't get me wrong. Technology has done a lot for 
us, in particular the blind community. There are implants that we can use to actually grant sight to some people. In fact, there's one I'm holding out hope for that may give me sight back because my retinas still work. They're just covered by scars. But aside from that, there's cornea implants. There's uh, all lens implants. There's all kinds. Now, none of this would be possible without research and technology advancing to the point where it is good enough for people to rely on this technology to uh, look after their health. But are we so concerned of whether we can do it that maybe we should be asking if we should do it? If we should have this technology? Because I have no doubt that in parts of the world where doctors are not readily available, or affordable, for that matter. I, I, I can foresee people choosing to go by these smart device applications instead of looking for a doctor. Yes, yes, and before you come to me and say, well, nobody's that stupid. And I hate to tell you this, but if nobody was that stupid, Apple wouldn't pro put that disclaimer in their, uh, in their user manuals. You can actually check. You can look up the user manual for the smart for the Apple Watch. You can look up the user manual for the iPhone health app. You can look up the user manual for the uh, Samsung Watch, the Fitbit, everything. All of them say these are not replacements for doctors. Now, if these companies are do are putting this in their manuals. There must be someone out there who's done it. And now with the chat AI, and for those who don't know what that is, chat AI is essentially an automated receptionist who will answer questions for you like Siri does or Google. So you just plug in your symptoms and that chat bot will come out and say, well, you've got cancer. You just saved yourself a couple of thousand dollars. But are these machines smart enough 
to diagnose our issues? Will people choose to pay attention to their smart devices instead of going to the ER, which will net them a couple of thousand dollars in bills? I mean, I think this is a a real problem. And I'm not just talking about the whole machines taking over the world thing. I mean, yeah, I can see where that would be a a possible conclusion, but no. No, because at the end, we can always pull the plug. So, I'm talking about machines actually doing the job of real doctors. Because in the end, people would rather pay 1600 bucks than a 10000 or even a $100,000 medical bill. They would rather pay 1600 bucks than have to declare bankruptcy because they can't pay those medical bills. Thereby saving their credit history. How many people are actually going to take that into account? I don't have to tell you that when the Apple Watch first came out, in the number six and I saw all the things it could do. As soon as the Apple watch series seven came out and heard about what that one was going to do. Well, I jumped at the chance to get one both for myself and my wife. Annabelle has a heart arrhythmia. or what most people call a heart murmur. So that can be inherently dangerous to someone, especially when you take into account the fact that she works so hard. But I have to wonder if people are going to look at this Apple Watch and take their heart rate and rely on the Apple Watch to tell them if they're having a heart attack. As far as I know, these smart devices can't detect if you're having a stroke. Now, there are articles that say that they can detect if if you have a concussion, but I find that very hard to believe. The Google Watch, uh, the Google, sorry, the Google phone, for example, the Pixel, 
can detect your heart rate if you put your finger on the camera. If you can believe that. Now, I didn't know the Pixel had that sort of technology on it. But one has to wonder, how much is too much? As much as I want to say, yeah, get all the research in that you can and advance that technology to the point where you get our vision back. I mean, most of us have grown up with shows like Star Trek. Where a young Geordie LaForge was blinded. Or was he blind from birth? I think he was blind from birth. And they fit him with with a prosthesis that allowed him to see, albeit in different ways. I mean, we're all waiting for that to happen to us. Where the government pays for our ability to see again. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but I would love to drive again. I will never trust a self-driving car. As much as I dearly want to get out on the road again. I just can't see a self-driving car being able to drive me everywhere and anywhere I want to go. Oh, sure, it could drive down the street. It could probably park a car. It could probably uh, follow an address. But if the car parks in a parking lot, it can't tell me where to go as to where the door is. But that's from a health and safety point of view. I'm talking about medical point of view. Because how many of us have Well, here's another perfect example. The Libra 2. Or what they have now, the Dexcom. How many of us rely on the Libra 2 or the Dexcom to tell us whether we're having a low blood sugar? Which can possibly lead to insulin shock. Or hypoglycemia. I got to tell you. The first few weeks that I used the Libra 2. Now for those who don't know. The Libra 2 and the Dexcom are little RF sensors that you can place on your body. And using the same technology that you can use for Apple Pay and uh, 
where you tap your card, it can check your blood glucose from these sensors. So the first month or so that I was using these sensors, I kept getting morning blood sugar readings of 3.5, 3.1. Now, for Canadians, we measure ours in millimoles per liter. Uh, I think you, I think Americans measure it in another way. Uh, yeah, but anyway, it's it it's akin to being low blood sugar. But when I tested it on a blood strip to confirm the reading I was getting. Sure enough, my glucose was within normal levels. And then there was a couple of times when I was feeling low blood sugar, or at least having the symptoms of low blood sugar, and the technology was telling me that my sugar was perfectly fine. But upon checking my blood glucose with a with a test strip, I found out that sure, my blood sugar was low. Now you might say, well, Victor, you were smart enough to confirm your readings. Yes, I was. But how many people can afford to buy two machines to check their sugar? I mean, I have to tell you, I wanted to use the Libra 2 so I could save the tips of my fingers for reading Braille. How many other people do that because they want to continue to read Braille? They don't want to sacrifice the tips of their fingers for the sake of their own health. Because they're afraid of losing yet another sense. So they are relying on this technology, which my endocrinologist says is not perfect. All for the sake of saving my remaining four senses. Well, remaining three senses because... I'm already losing my hearing. And my hearing aids are not too good either because they get all stuffed up with wax and stuff. And they stop working. But as you can see, are we relying too much on this technology? Don't get me wrong. 
my wife and I have been discussing looking for a new family doctor. We had a doctor who, well, he treated me for roughly about 48 years. And he had to retire. So this doctor took over his patient list. And her and I don't like the way this guy does business. He's too flighty. And we live too far away to have to visit him each and every time. We thought with the advent of the pandemic that we would get a little more, well, a little more, uh, he'd go easy on us in terms of going down there, but apparently not. I don't know if it's because he doesn't want to do the virtual thing or what. I don't know. My wife does tell me he's overweight. So how much can you trust an overweight doctor? But that's another episode. But I think some of you know where I'm going. Are we getting to trust these devices way too much for our own good in lieu of going to see that doctor? Or are we smart enough to use those devices to help those doctors figure out what's going on with us? Now, I have no, no qualms about saying that there have been life-saving opportunities with an Apple iPhone, with the Apple Watch, with a smartwatch. We see news stories of that sort of thing happening all over the place. But you can't really rely on those stories because how much of those stories are owned by the companies that actually manufacture these smart products? What we don't see are the news stories of people relying on their smart devices and being harmed by them as a result. And this is a real danger, folks. And again, I am not advocating for the abolishment of research or technological advancement. That is not what I'm getting at. What I am getting at is the fact that humans can be a sad bunch. And a confused bunch, especially in times of crisis. 
And I have no problem believing that someone will take the, take the advice of the smart device and run with it in lieu of going to see a doctor. Because it'll be far cheaper, especially in places in the world where doctor's visits are not readily accessible. This is not something I'm making up. This is actually something that is a real-world application. A real-world question. It's come down to philosophical questions that even philosophers can't answer. Do we trust humans... Or do we trust these smart devices? Either way, I think we are, if we aren't too careful, we're going to get fucked. We're going to get really fucked by these smart devices. Not because the companies are trying to fuck us up. But because the dollar rules everything. The almighty dollar is the a very formidable foe. It will take everything you have. And if you can save your money by looking to your smartwatch or your smartphone for medical advice, I can see how a person would try that. Because how is a person supposed to know that the advice that this smartwatch or smartphone is giving us is wrong? Of course, you also have to understand what assurances do we have that these smart devices are right? We look to these smart devices to make our lives easier. And in a lot of ways, the iPhone does do that. Hell, for the last 10 years, I've been trying to get a good friend of mine to get onto the iPhone, if only to make her life easier. But that's not always feasible. Because what may happen for us may not happen for somebody else. If we have good experiences, another person may not have those same good experiences. And we have to realize that fact. 
unfortunately, we don't think like that. A lot of us think that, okay, we've got an old device. We're getting a new one. We've got a new one. What are we going to do with the old one? Well, I'm not just going to give it away. I'm not just going to donate it. The facts are most people will sell it. That old technology, they will sell it. Or keep it as a secondary option. Because I have to tell you, I I was really excited when I got my ID Mate Quest. Because I thought to myself, yes, I can finally identify what my wife buys. Only I couldn't. Because a lot of what my wife buys or or buys is in an oriental supermarket. But most of what she buys, she buys at a national a food chain that is rampant out here which belongs to the same company that the ID Mate Quest claims it does business with or partners with General Foods. Except when I scanned that General Food, it didn't. Whereas when I used my iPhone, it found the product with no problems. Now, you might be thinking, this guy is going on a rant about technology as a whole. And you might be right. I may be, on the one hand championing the cause of the iPhone for the blind. But you have no idea how much I am chomping at the bit to get the blind blind sense 2 or something like that, I think it is. The one with the touch buttons. Because I miss my old Nokia phone. I typed rather quickly on it. It was affordable. It was usable in most cases. 
but technology has advanced to the point where that phone no longer works. So it's taking that away from us. Yes, I'm glad I can take my phone into a store and simply tap it instead of bringing, whipping out my card and using that. No longer do I have to rely on other people to type in my information on the number pad. No longer do I have to rely on the checkout counter being accessible. No longer do I have to rely on a giant scanner to read my mail. No longer do I have to walk around with a scanner so I can read paper. I can actually just use one device, one iPhone. And I am really happy about that. I no longer have to wait for my wife to come home to check out the mail. I can actually read the mail myself. I don't, because I'm a fucking stupid idiot. Well, and I'm lazy. But if I wanted to, I could. It's a convenience thing. So, don't get me wrong. I am not advocating the abolishment of research. I appreciate how much the iPhone has made it easier for us to go blind. It's made us more dependent. Independent, sorry. It's made us more independent. I do think that we are getting complacent, though. I do think that human beings live in that fantasy zone where we will gladly take time away from our own health and well-being to put to put towards earning money hell it's what i did before i went blind i treated my body like shit all for the almighty dollar which was bad enough on its own. 
But when you factor in the fact that it caused me to go blind, thereby making me so dependent on my wife that Well, let's not get into that. But I think you guys get the idea. Maybe the doctor should have pushed me a little harder. I don't know. But then 48 years, he knew what was more important to me. My mother at the time, my wages, well, the money I made, perfectly honestly, honest with you. And I was always looking for that get rich quick scheme. And in some cases, we had great ideas. But all of that was in lieu of my becoming more unhealthy. Because I couldn't take the time out to go see my doctor. And believe me, if I'd had these smart devices, I would have relied on them far more than my doctor. Because I simply didn't have time to go see him. Not to mention that parking is abysmal in the, in the downtown corridor. So that was when I had sight. And right now, without sight, I am sorely tempted to get rid of all my technology in lieu of the iPhone. And that is why I can see someone relying on the medical data gathered by these smart devices... looking up the research online and not paying thousands of dollars in hospital bills because they can't afford it. Seventy-five percent of us blind folks are unemployed and on social assistance. What Americans call SSI, what we Canadians call disability, and even though people in Ontario, where I live, get far more advantages than someone living in the other nine provinces of Canada. And in fact, 
we get far more advantages than yeah all 50 states in the united states in fact one of the countries that is on par with ontario here is uh, austria i interviewed a woman who was from austria and she told me about some of the programs they've got out there. And they were on par with what we have here. So hope for the blind is not entirely lost. There is still hope. I mean, worst case scenario, you can all move up here to Ontario. Or Austria. (laughs) But you guys get the idea. Being blind, a lot of us will rely on these medical devices. Because we simply can't afford to go anywhere else. But even worse, what happens when you can't afford these smart devices? Well, those people are definitely fucked. In fact, FUBAR, you might say. Because we are headed towards a society and a life that is going to be completely technologically reliant. We are already there. That's right. Cars, streetlights, power in your homes, all of it, even your phone lines, rely on electricity and power. And yeah, I made reference to it in passing. If someone really wanted to fuck somebody up, they could simply launch an EMP device in our solar system. Well, our orbit, anyway. And essentially get rid of all our electricity. And we'd be fucked. I've always made reference to it in passing. But I think that we have to look at that as a real possibility. Now, I am by far not an alarmist. At least not by nature. 
philosophically speaking, you have to understand that you have to think about these things at some point in your life. You may not be at that point yet, but you may get to that point at some point in your life. And then you'll be at a crossroads. So the question is, do you go left or right? Personally, for myself, I've already gone left. And I went blind because of it. I've already made so many wrong turns in my life that, well, I'll probably continue to make those wrong turns at some point again because I'm too stupid and because I'm looking for the easy way out. But aside from that, I think we have to be careful, at least in this blind guy's opinion. We have to be careful of what we do with this smart technology. We have to be careful on how much we rely on this smart technology. And for God's sakes, don't give up on your doctor or emergency room if you need one. I am not a medical professional. I may be a little more knowledgeable about medicine than others, but I am not a doctor, nor should you take what I say as medical advice. The facts are never take what a layperson says as medical advice or as any definitive source of what you should and should not think. Otherwise, you will be screwed in the end. We should check if we have comments. No, no comments. So, yeah, I guess that's it for us. That'll do it for us. So, thanks for tuning in this week. Join us on the Blind Handyman and Blind Like Me shows tomorrow morning at starting at 10 a.m. And, of course, we have Snap on the Saturday Night Adult Party channel. Um, we're talking about the 10 things that say you're a bad boyfriend or partner. Oh, and we're doing uh, part one about talking to your kids about, well, 
about sex. So thanks for joining me, guys. We'll see you next week. And bye for now.